The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Green Scene on The Pat Kenny Show with AIB, working alongside Irish communities towards a low carbon future. We pledge to do more. Great pleasure to welcome in studio Dr. Ruth Freeman, Director of Science for uh, Society at the SFI Science Foundation Ireland. You have two stories for us. The first is this crocodile who made herself pregnant in a zoo in Costa Rica. Go figure. Good morning, Ivan. So so this this is an example of something we call parthenogenesis or virgin birth. And we have never seen it before in crocodiles. So this this crocodile, as you said, she was in a zoo in Costa Rica. She'd been kept on her own for about 16 years. um, And yet suddenly... There was no old fella snuck in? No, no, no. no. And to the keeper's surprise, they found 14 eggs. And seven of them looked like they were going to be viable. So they incubated those eggs. Now, in fact, none of them hatched with a live baby. But one of them had a fully formed, stillborn little baby crocodile inside it. So they called in a, a scientist called Dr. Warren Booth, who was actually born in Belfast, but he's in Virginia. Virginia Tech now. He's an expert in parthenogenesis and he analysed this little baby and found it was nearly genetically identical to its mother and he concluded that it probably is an example of this virgin birth. Now, we've seen this in other species. We know things like hammerhead sharks can do it, birds can do it, um, some lizards can do it, um, but it's, it's hard to see. We often only see it in captivity when, of course, an animal... So there's no male fertilisation? No male fertilisation at all. And it's because, you know, there's different kinds of systems of sex chromosomes. So mammals can't do it. We have complex XY chromosomes and things going on. But certain animals have different systems. And in fact, in crocodiles, there are no sex chromosomes. It's the temperature that the egg is hatched at that determines whether whether it's a male or a female baby. But we didn't know that it was possible in crocodiles. So it's very interesting because, I mean, the crocodiles, their closest relative on Earth is actually the birds and they, they shared a common ancestor with dinosaurs. So who knows, maybe dinosaurs could, could reproduce on their own um, without, without males, females on their own. And, and this is something that we kind of tend to see in species that can be under pressure because it's not ideal. You're not getting any new genetic variation, which isn't a great and way It does open to... doors because there are so many species under threat. This exactly. this might be a way of Exactly, looking. exactly. Okay. So so very interesting. And, and, and again, we, we're now going to look to see if there's evidence for this in other species. Maybe it's more widespread in nature than we thought. The other topic we want to talk about is the impact of climate change on these wildfires. That's right. Uh, so, so we've heard in Canada, in, in San Francisco, even in places of, of, of Europe, um, what's happening? So, so as you say, I'm, we're hearing more and more about wildfires and they've always happened on every continent, but they're getting bigger, they're getting hotter, they're starting earlier. And of course, we're seeing smoke now travelling over huge distances. So scientists are starting to study the impact of wildfire smoke. And in the smoke, you're going to get carbon monoxide, you're going to get water vapour, but you're also going to get something called PM 2.5 particles. And these are tiny what's that? particles. PM 2.5? So, so it's about the size of the particle. It's 2.5 microns, which is about a 20th the width of a human hair. So absolutely tiny. Is but it ash? It, it, it's, it's particulate matter. So yes, it's, it's carbon from, from, from the trees as they've burnt. But we're very interested in these types of particles. They come from all sorts of pollution because we now know they can get into our blood, through our lungs. They may even be able to get into our brain. So it's one of the big issues that we're looking at with pollution and human health. And it certainly seems now that we are seeing an increased incident in respiratory diseases where people have constant exposure to wildfire smoke. So obviously, if, if you're healthy and well and you're getting you're in a city which is covered in smoke for the day, your lungs will clear out that particulate matter. But if your lung cells are getting this all the time, their, their function actually seems to decrease 
or if you have an underlying condition where your lungs or your circulatory system isn't working as well, it's going to be harder. And it's not for just you. for humans; the whole ecosystem of a- absolutely, nature. Absolutely, a- absolutely. So, so what we're seeing now, there's not much research, but we're seeing increased incidence of flu after a bad wildfire season in California. They found that children that were exposed to a lot of wildfire were ending up in hospital for things like asthma, increased levels of bronchitis. And is this all because of of drier vegetation that it's more combustible? That's exactly it. So what we're seeing is the soil is drier, the vegetation is drier. The, the ice is melting sooner so that melt is over sooner in places like Canada and possibly most worrying we're now seeing the Arctic on fire for the first time so we're seeing the ice in the tundra melting and we're actually seeing regular wildfires in the Arctic so this is something that we all need to be keeping an eye on. Okay fascinating insights there. My thanks to Dr Ruth Freeman Director of Science at SFI. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.